0: Hello and welcome to episode 282. I hope that you guys are doing fantastically well today. However, if you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, then you can get a free session with me. To get that, all you need to do is to head over to my website, which is robertjamescoaching.com and uh, there you can book that free session directly or if you prefer, uh, you can leave me a message and let me know about what you're struggling with. In today's podcast, we have uh, a bit of a, an interesting and, uh, and, and different topic today. Today's podcast is actually about psychedelics and, in particular, ketamine. Um, we discuss their potential for therapeutic benefits for mental health challenges such as uh, PTSD, anxiety and, uh, of course, OCD. In recent times there has actually been a renaissance of uh, interest in psychedelics with many studies reportedly finding huge benefits for mental health. With this in mind I wanted to explore the topic a little on the podcast but I also wanted to point out right now at the start that this is by no means an endorsement of psychedelic substances for OCD or for any other reason. Many of these substances are illegal depending on which country you reside in and they can also be potentially very dangerous, particularly if used irresponsibly. If you are going to experiment with these substances, then make sure you do so under medical supervision. A lot of research is currently being uh, undertaken to try to understand more about psychedelics, but it's my personal view as of April 2023 that OCD is best overcome through traditional approaches of therapy and exposure work, doing the hard work which tends to bring the change people are looking for. That being said, I am delighted to have Christy Myers onto the podcast to discuss psychedelics and more specifically ketamine and how they may be of help to people struggling with mental health. Uh, I very much hope that you uh, that you enjoy it. I'm just going to give you a bit of background now about uh, Christy. Christy Myers founded Flow Integrative in 2020 with a mission to normalize psychedelic therapies for growth, symptom reduction and overall wellness for all. Christy recognises the global mental health crisis and has a clear vision to help the help by providing supportive services for frontline workers and servicemen and women who face chronic and complex trauma in their line of work. To aid her mission, Christy partnered with NTHIA, making Flow Integrated the flagship of the world's first benefit plan um, administrator working to facilitate employee psychedelic healthcare coverage. Christy wholeheartedly believes that there is a better way to treat mental health afflictions outside of traditional antidepressants or medications that act more as a temporary avoidance or dismissal of our emotions rather than a cure so there we go guys we're going to get straight into it now Um, I really hope that you uh, find this helpful and if you have any questions at all about anything we covered today please do feel free to to let me know Hi, Christy. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me.
0: That's great to have you on. So to start off with, could you just give us a a bit of background about yourself, please?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I started my professional career uh, at the age of 18 in wildland firefighting. Uh, I wanted to be a smoke jumper. Uh, and land in the middle of fires uh, from an uh, an airplane <laughs> <laughs> uh, that transitioned into municipal fire, which led uh, concurrently into medicine. Uh, I started as a EMT, transitioning into a paramedic uh, at that same time, working for multiple disciplines, flight medicine, air rescue. Uh, and then eventually giving back in the classroom uh, earning tenure as a professor teaching emergency medicine and more specifically paramedicine anatomy physiology pharmacology uh, and the theoretical side of our profession, I say our as paramedics as ems emergency medical services. Uh, That's where ketamine found me was in my classroom. Uh, And that relationship developed over several years, uh, really bringing deep conceptual awareness of how to utilize this medicine uh, to help those who are struggling with PTSD, anxiety, OCD, depression and a multitude of other mental health diagnoses or disorders. I really don't like using the word disorder. But that's been a, a commonality. Uh, and so uh, I started creating flow during COVID. Uh, there was an opportunity to really go within because everything outside was removed. I also have two beautiful kids who are now 11 and 13. And so we were learning homeschooling uh, as well as I was running three paramedic programs from my home virtually.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: that's when, yeah, it became really clear to me uh, how powerful the impact of covid was for mental health uh, as well as watching it silently in our profession and so this is my contribution back to help the help
0: mm, fantastic yeah that's really interesting um you know what a what an amazing career pathway that you've had um and very interesting that you you ended up here working Um, with ketamine and and helping people in in this way and so I'd like to find out more about what you've been finding from working with people um, using ketamine
1: yeah absolutely Uh, it allows us to become familiar with uh, and so just to give some context to that is actually related to our nervous system Uh, There is a dysregulation that occurs from moments in time of traumatic experiences, powerful experiences, good or bad, uh, because how it impacts us and our memory. There are events that are seared into our mind and when they occur when we're little, especially if there's a dynamic of repeated experiences from inside the home or from the parental figures, Uh, that impact of dysregulation is so frequent and all the time that our body develops this dysregulation, but it becomes normalized or familiar because it's a concurrent event and because it's so subtle over time that's where it becomes these habituals or these patterns and programs and thoughts Mm. uh, become our compensatory mechanisms it's how we survive um, but it's also an interesting dynamic because it's also our caregivers and so we're surviving, but we're also learning how to shift into an environment that could have been or is unpredictable, mm. which then creates compulsions and disorders of dysregulation. And so what this medicine allows for is it separates us from those circuits that have been seared into our mind from infancy for some and as it dissolves that network it allows us to become observer and so we're no longer or we're temporarily separated from this viewscape mm. right? you can't see the forest when you're smashed against the tree and for all intent or for that visualization That's our reality as we've created it. And so if we're able to separate that mechanism, become the observer, it allows us to change that narrative. Uh, And it comes from an inner wisdom. It doesn't come from an outside perspective. It comes from self. Uh, This medicine meets us where we need to be met so that we can start peeling back those layers that we've created to survive
0: Mm. uh,
1: and gives us an access point for new thoughts, new beginnings, new abilities to practice the pause or to allow our nervous system to regulate itself because it's no longer being operated from that place of trauma.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, a big part of uh, OCD um, well it's it's thought that it perhaps comes from, from different things, but one one of those is is certainly trauma. Um and uh one of the consequences, I think, of people with OCD of what you're talking about there is this this revved up um this revved up uh warning system um related to, to the nervous system where they're constantly seeing problems where they don't actually exist um or creating problems in order to to have something you know to ruminate on um because their nervous system is so activated on all the time like you say it's often a kind of protective mechanism as well uh in some way it feels like you're doing something so it's it's helpful um and it's so true what you're saying is people people get so stuck in it Um, you know there's this this thing called thought action fusion Um, and it's it's kind of this where you're you're so entwined Mm -hmm. no in in the thought in the in the obsession in the worry that you you literally cannot separate yourself from it so it's very interesting what you're saying that that actually what you're finding is ketamine somehow enables people to be able to step back a little bit from this and, and have a bit more of a bird's eye view, no?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it works as a disassociative, but it works at the limbic, and so just to give some visualization to that, the the limbic is the most reptilian form of our brain in existence. Mm. Uh, And it attaches into the mammalian brain, Mm. and that mammalian brain is what allows us to be so sophisticated as a biological being. Mm. Uh, Meaning the, the mammalian is what regulates all of our functionality. I couldn't even imagine, Rob, if we were responsible for breath. Mm-hmm. Or if we were responsible for digestive enzymes, mm-hmm. uh, it would be yeah. miraculous if we made it past a day old, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. developmental. But the the limbic system, it also is the. The connecting piece for the hippocampus and the amygdala Mm. and both of those components of our mind is what stores emotions it's what filters our belief systems it what creates our reality Mm. and so when there's these moments of impact of trauma it gets stored in these centers by design to keep us alive otherwise we wouldn't keep showing back up if it's a traumatic experience each and every day yeah And so the more that that gets fired, and the more that that gets wired, the limbic system is what locks and loads it into Mm. the the neocortex, which then, as we evolve in age, becomes our executive function, our prefrontal cortex. Mm. Well, one of the pieces to remind ourselves with is that the information in our environment is what is signaling the information for the limbic. And so if the environment feels uncomfortable, or if the environment has familiarity of a trauma or a past experience, then it ignites these remembrances and this network that has been trained over for some decades of time, Mm. which is why it's always on. And even though we can create these ways of utilizing or becoming a more evolved version of ourself, there's still this influence of that battery effect in the nervous system that's mm. constantly on. Yeah. <clears throat> and when the medicine comes in, it dissolves the limbic temporarily, this is not a, a permanence. Uh, but it temporarily dissolves that network, mm. which then shuts down the excitatory side of those circuits. If you can imagine all the city lights coming off, or uh, really just powering down resetting your human being. Well, when that occurs, it signals to the body that it's safe. So Mm. now the body goes into this rest and restorative state, as well as into an inhibitory state, where we start to populate new ways of thinking new ways of being and it pulls from the serotonic region the serotonic region serotonin is what creates happiness inside of all of us and if our brains in hyperdrive or in survival then that inhibitory side or the the natural side of creating happiness it doesn't have a chance to flourish because we're overriding our own system
0: Mm, fantastic yeah yeah Yeah. okay and so for for this to happen then um obviously uh you need to you need to be doing this in a in a safe way uh with with uh working with professionals and uh, and and all of that but um do people just uh just take this and and sit back and wait for for these positive things to happen or does it involve actually um you know a fair amount of of work and uh perhaps therapy at the same time to to help the individual to actually get these these benefits that you're talking about
1: yeah it's a beautiful question it's all of the above rob and what i mean by that is each and every one of us, even though we're in this world together, we are still independent as far as how we've created our, our reality, our belief systems. And so for some, perhaps they've never met their nervous system, which that is gonna take a little more work than perhaps someone who has been, practicing mindfulness or becoming aware that they're aware. It's the depth of the trauma. It's the programs and patterns that surround that relationship. It's your relationship to the story as well. And so there's multiplicities that come in, but the commonality is that this medicine is the catalyst to be able to meet you where you need to be met so that you can transition and create new ways of becoming aware of yourself
0: Mm, fantastic okay and so through the work that you've been doing what are some of the results then that, that people with ptsd or people with anxiety or even people with ocd what are some of the the benefits that they're getting from you know from uh inhibiting the uh, the limbic system and uh, <clears throat> and ev- all this good stuff that you've been that you've just been talking about
1: yeah uh it's very beautiful to see the results from ocd we've had a handful of clients that their lives have been transformed mm. uh, we had one woman particularly it, It used to take her as upwards as five hours to be able to leave the house because of her uh, desire to continuously check and recheck, make Mm. sure that everything was closed up or everything was off. uh, That no longer is her story. Uh, She's able to get out of the house. In normal, or uh, I cancel clear that in a lower amount of time, I really don't like to classify anything as normal or abnormal. Those are also made up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so it's at what point is it impacting our life? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very transformative for OCD in that sense, because you become aware of the information highway that is all of the thoughts that are being created in the mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some, they narrated as if they are in a space and looking through all windows into all of the things they think about and feel and do. They're witnessing the compulsions. They're able to then become aware of their relationship to a habit or a obsession. Mm. Uh, And that all has variability. It's like uh, there's a similarity of closing out the tabs. If you're familiar with an iPhone, mm. it won't let you go over 500 tabs. <laughs> yeah. And for some of us, we have 500 tabs open. Yeah. Uh, and it allows this relationship to go in and explore the dynamics of your mind, mm. closing those windows down, or making peace with those places of ourselves that were left unopened or left open and, and tattered for some. Mm. If you can imagine all the impacts, right, There are open networks in the mind that are that all are running. Mm. When we're able to go in and observe, we can close those, yeah. or we can mend them, we can blend them, there's a, a whole bunch of occurrences uh, and each are intimate to the individual. Mm. And then it's their ability to narrate it afterwards, which is also, uh, it's ineffable. <laughs> yeah. It's such a mystical experience that uh, to put human-y words to it is sometimes impossible.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's no, very interesting. Um, You know, something that, that has concerned me in the past about psychedelics, uh, particularly for people with OCD, And now I'm talking more about things like um, uh, mushroom psilocybin mushrooms or or, or things like you know um, things like that. Is that for people with OCD a big part of the problem? I think is is learning how to let go of control. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously with with those particular compounds, um, you know that that's what it involves, and I think unfortunately for people with ocd that can be very very hard and actually could end up being uh something that could be traumatic if it wasn't done in the right way or 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 not particularly oh, helpful
1: uh, yeah
0: um i know there is some research that is being done into that right mm-hmm. now um you know and and let's wait and see what what comes from that but it it sounds like from what you're saying that um you know that it's a little bit different um with this particular compound
1: yeah Uh, and also to bring awareness to the the delivery system Mm. Uh, there's some main routes of entry for all human beings Mm. Uh, we have the ability for transdermal which Mm. goes through our skin which is the largest organ We also have our mucosal membranes. That's where lozenges come in Mm. uh, and that has to get absorbed into the bloodstream. Mm. Uh, The end result of any medication we put inside of us, it goes through our filtration systems and makes its way into our blood. Mm. And when we utilize this medicine, us specifically at flow, we use it intravenously which is directly into the bloodstream. Mm. So it results in a hundred percent of bioavailability. Mm. Uh, The other routes of entry have delay mechanisms because there's an active component of how it's being metabolized and entering into your human being. Mm. Uh, Intramuscular has variability based off of your water composition and your fat composition. Uh, Those are the variables of what it needs to get get you. Uh, And so intramuscular is different in the sense that you also can't turn it off. Uh, Meaning once that injection goes in, it's in until it's no longer in. Right. Uh, Whereas IV, we utilize it intentionally and we take into consideration your story meaning Mm. what's your relationship with your nervous system and if there's a a trust component in there or a vulnerability component we don't leave you alone Uh, and so we really step you into the medicine for some uh, they have to start with out any of the sensory deprivation that we provide for this medicine to allow you to go inward. Uh, Meaning it's it's a delicate and it's honored for what each person needs within reason. (laughs) Uh, But that way it's not too much too soon as you're being introduced to your nervous system. Otherwise that's what gets misunderstood as a traumatic experience for some because now you're completely aware of the dysregulation that exists inside of you. And a majority of our times we project that outwardly,
0: mm. meaning
1: we think it's being caused from the environment or from another person. Yeah, And those are triggers, nonetheless, but When you're able to go inward and you have nothing to look at, you have only the sound of the music provided in the headphones, and you can feel the dysregulation of anxiety, that can be very uncomfortable because you've memorized it as a panic attack. Mm. And so now you have this moment where it's like, holy, it's common, right? And then to allow it to come up and out of you is where it can no longer torment you. Yeah. because you're crossing, that, you're crossing that river, you're allowing the dysregulation to come forth. And you're you're not letting it control you. Uh, a lot of the times, the body's in control. And if the body's in control, it triggers the mind, then the mind reminds the body that there's that trauma. And we continuously pair those two things and so when you're able to separate and to sit and to go within knowing you're supported mentally and physically, and that you have somebody right there by your side. uh, you're able to then step in with that much more confidence to go within and each and every time you get better at exploring the depths of yourself
0: it's mm, fascinating yeah very interesting um are there any uh potential downsides to to any of this or is it all all positive
1: uh, i would like to believe it's positive it really again comes into how we frame it because mm. uh, the other side of this is that we become aware of ourself and some aren't ready to see that yet or to explore what that means yet it's also Mm. developmental yeah Uh, it goes back to if you think you can you're right and if you think you can't you're right Mm. Uh, what do you believe uh, and how long do you want to believe that
0: yeah yeah fantastic um okay and um this is all really really interesting and so if people wanted to to kind of find out more about ketamine and uh, some of its benefits and then kind of not sure about what they should do or what steps to take, what would you recommend?
1: Uh, I would encourage you to do some research. Uh, There's a lot of access points on our website, which is flowintegrativeketamine.com and you can go there, you can also inquiry to where I am more than happy to have those conversations to answer those questions. Uh, so you can send a message directly on the website as well too, or you can email us at hello at uh, The mission is to spread awareness for people who are suffering uh, because it, it does impact us as a collective. And mm. so for each and every person, we can make more aware of these methodologies for relief, uh, the greater we all benefit. Uh, and so the the other side of this is also if you were to work I, and you're on the other oh. side of the world from me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is to find clinicians that are using this medicine IV mm. as one of your first ways of working with yourself. Mm. Uh, that way it can be shut down if it's too much. It can be slowed down so that it's not as uh, abrupt if your nervous system is very dysregulated.
0: Mm. Okay, okay. And do, exp- um, do people experience kind of um, classical psychedelic um, experiences with, with ketamine or is it, is it a different... Um, you know, so I'm thinking of, you know, the typical things that people think of, hallucinations and bright colors and shapes, or is it a very different experience oh, yeah. with ketamine?
1: Absolutely. Uh, yes, it is definitely and can be a psychedelic experience. Uh, for some, they have all of the colors and all of the the imagery that goes along with what would be classified as a traditional psychedelic experience. Mm. Uh, The big piece to recognize in this is that ketamine when it's done recreationally, it is not the same type of medicine being utilized IV. Uh, We use ketamine hydrochloride and a lot of times recreational ketamine comes from an r or an s as a the polymer chain or the creation of that medicine which is in return utilized for animals or equine for horses yeah Uh, and so ketamine as a dissociative if it's used recreationally and you don't know how much you're consuming it can leave you obtunded. Or it can leave you flaccid, right? The experiences are variable. Mm. Whereas if you were to take LSD recreationally or psilocybin, uh, and what you're doing, you have more functionality over your body. And so I think that's where people have a misperception, uh, because ketamine isn't something you just walk around on. Uh, and if it is, it's, it can become very cartoonish or distorted because you don't have your mechanism that filters the environment, which is the limbic. Mm. Uh, and so that's where utilizing ketamine as an inward and controlled experience. Absolutely, you can travel through the rainbow that is our mind. Mm. I yeah. would encourage everyone to search brain bow. Search hippocampus brain bow, and you will see the colors, <clears throat> excuse me, that exist inside of all of us. Our neural circuitry is absolutely beautiful. And for some, they explore all of that, which is miraculous. Uh, and for others, they're in the, the pockets of the neural circuitry. Uh, for some, they see no colors. They're downloaded with information and awareness. Mm. So again, it touches each person where they're ready to be met.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I wanted to ask about the uh, legal status of of ketamine. I would advise listeners just to check what the uh, what the the status is of of ketamine in your particular country. Uh, I do I am aware that in many countries they are beginning to run experiments or perhaps they are uh, laxing the rules. But I would definitely check what that what that is for for your particular country. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add about that
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, ketamine is legal around the globe. Mm it's legal for doctors to utilize. It's Mm. illegal recreationally. So that even holds to be true in the US. Ketamine Mm. is not legal recreationally. It is legal to be provided in the fashion that we're providing it in. Mm. Uh, Ketamine is one of the longest drugs used uh, and one of the safest. Uh, It made its appearance in the fifties. Uh, and it is FDA approved in the 70s FDA approval was for usage in anesthesia or in the operating room uh, as well as the emergency room yeah. it's fantastic for children procedurally uh, they do an amazing job with this medicine and it has a extremely high uh, lethal dosing structure Uh, which is what I would also encourage listeners to really start to read on. Uh, It's called the LD50, lethal dosing at 50. And that is something that is utilized for every single thing that's on the market. Mm. And what it means is, is they give a drug to mice, usually, and they wait until it Its dose is so high that it kills fifty percent of the mice, Mm. and then that's when they market it and give it to humans.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Uh, And that's true. Melanol. That's true for Advil. That's true for all of it. Uh, And this medicine Uh, and the lethal dosing side of this is over eleven milligrams per kilogram. And just for an awareness, we use. 0.5 milligrams per kilogram. Uh, And so it's 10 times more. The lethal dose is what has the potential, right? Uh, And so it it really is a very safe, effective and legal drug. It's only becomes illegal when it's done recreationally, which means it comes from someone outside of a medical professional. And it's usually in powder form. And it can be mixed with a multitude of
0: yeah, different there we go. things. That's when it becomes dangerous. Yeah, yeah.
1: <coughs> Absolutely. So,
0: so if you are going to, to, to try this, then obviously always with a medical professional. Um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh,
1: and that's, yeah, that's, it's important for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, if you only had one piece of advice for people who are struggling with OCD and anxiety... What would that advice be?
1: That there's help. That there truly is help to be able to transition those obsessions and that nervous energy. Uh, And I encourage each and everyone listening to start to research that for themselves, to see how and if this is a fit for where you are at currently Uh, it truly is a really beautiful tool to utilize to reduce symptoms and allow you to have a a greater understanding of your nervous system
0: fantastic christy thank you so much for your time Uh, it's been wonderful talking to you if people want to find out more where where can they find you
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, it, it's flowintegrativeketamine.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. Uh, you can also find me and Flow on LinkedIn. Uh, we're working on getting social up. Uh, and Then uh, I am going live in the UK for a webinar that's coming up here pretty soon, uh, May 10th. Uh, really going over ketamine and its origin, as well as its healing potential. And so I can also send you a link for that as well, too, to put in the bio. But if anybody's curious, uh, and it also has continuing education for those who are in the field.
0: Fantastic. Now, that's that's really great. Um yeah, it's been very very interesting talking to you so uh, thank you for, for getting in touch and coming on and, uh, and sharing all this uh, fascinating information
1: yeah thank you very much for having me
0: just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session